0: And hello, everybody. Welcome to the Go Home Wrestling Show. My name is EJ, and alongside with me today is not the grumpy old man that was pissed off yesterday about Baron per- Corbin getting a shot at a triple threat match. No, no, no. Today, I have RJ from Revisionist Bookin joining me today to talk about SmackDown Live. Welcome to the sh- uh, show, RJ. Hey, what's going on? Uh, and speaking of it, Mr. Shep is in chat. What's up, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, today on the show we're going to be covering Smackdown Live. Uh, pretty good show last night. We'll go in depth with what we felt, uh, how we feel about the things that happened. Uh, as well, we're going to do our power rankings. And then finally, we're going to end our show with a five-match card with our favorite matches in WWE history. Things that hold dear to our hearts. Things that made us fans. And we're going to make a card out of that. But here's the kicker. We couldn't repeat any wrestler or repeat any title. So... Uh I'm excited to do that, and we're going to be using that for guests later on down the road when we have guests on. So I figured we'd give ours first, and then when we have guests on, we'll have them participate. So technically, RJ is our first guest, and he would be the first one to participate with this. So it's a
1: true honor for you. Right, I'll, I'll take it, you know. I'll start, hopefully I'll start it off on, a, uh, start off on a good note, but, you know, no guarantees, of course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get right into it, man. Raw was with the other night I, I was a big fan of the show I gave it a 4.5 uh, that was the highest rating I've given Raw in a while um, can Smackdown follow, follow up to an incredible show on Monday night we'll find out of course the first thing that happened on Smackdown Live was Roman Reigns and Shay McMahon getting in a little and had a verbal well a non-verbal exchange is what I meant to say uh, Shane McMahon came out to start the show. They addressed what happened to his father to end the show the week before. He demanded for Roman to come out to the ring and face him. Of course, Raymond Roman 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 came out and didn't even say a word. Just dropped the mic and said, "Let's go." Then two went back and forth, and then before you know it, Elias had joined in as him and Shane attacked Roman Reigns and left him beaten down on the ground as they left the ring. Later on that night, Elias, backstage, singing this song, wasn't interrupted, but followed up with this little challenge to Roman Reigns at Money in the Bank. Later on in the show, Roman Reigns was then interviewed and was asked, "Did he accept? would he accept the challenge? And he accepted. Um, my first question for you, I mean... Everyone's been wondering, like, who's gonna be the first opponent for Roman now that he's on SmackDown? Obviously, a lot of people don't want him in the title picture right away. Then he a lot of the fans would feel that he's being Force Fed again. Uh, how do you feel about Elias being the first opponent
1: for Roman Reigns? Uh so for anybody that knows me, they know that I don't get the Elias character. Uh since day since day one, since NXT, whatever. This aspect of uh, Elias, I like, I get, uh, it may, it needed a uh, change of scenery. Um, I think Roman can help Elias get, you know, get over even more, even whether obviously as a heel and, or a face, what have you. Uh, and then Elias can help, you know, Roman as well. So, uh, and Shane, you throw Shane in there and I've never been a big fan of Shane as a in-ring talent. I've more liked him as a, uh, uh, authority figure i guess yeah uh but i i dig it i do you know there's you know there's always so much you can do on smackdown especially now uh you know obviously they're putting the women's obviously we'll get that later but we'll put they're putting the uh the women's uh division higher up now so and and rightfully so i'm not discraping discouraging that but uh you know, I've been a fan. I've been a fan of Roman since he came in with the Shield. Um, unlike some people out there, um, I've always been a fan of Roman, no matter what, whether he's booed or cheered or whatever. Just because he's a great athlete, he's got that lineage, the Samoan lineage. Uh, you know, some people put that against him, but you know, it is what it is. But uh, overall, I, you know, I dig it. I really do. And uh, there's not really any any other guys I'd really want to, you know, you know, to face to face Elias, because, you know, the only other guy that honestly, I would have really liked to see him was uh, uh, Cesaro. Uh, yeah. That uh, that but not a good one. But, you know, but now we, obviously we've seen Cesaro on Raw. So that's out of the question. Yeah. Well, sort of, I guess. I don't know. But um, <laughs> but but yeah, so, I, you know, that that's how I, I look at it. I think I think they can help each other out. Uh, and and you know have a nice little feud, you know, and it could actually, uh, you know, uh, you know, last more than one event, one pay per view, what have you. Um, it can and it can last a little while. So, mm-hmm. you
0: know. yeah, yeah, I I feel the same way. It, it, you need for Roman again, like you had to keep him out of title title picture, putting him right away, but it, obviously he's not going to go against Kofi. Even though you have a face-versus-face face on the Raw side for the Universal title, they weren't going to do that for the SmackDown. It would have been too much. And again, the fans would have turned. Um, they did a great job last week because I think they were seeing that they were getting he was getting booze again. And what did they do? When McMahon introduced Elias, okay, the fans were like, oh, they thought automatically we were talking about Roman. And then Roman did what he did. He got the pop, you know, and. and and people weren't booing. You didn't hear as much booze last night, unless they filtered it out. There was a lot more cheers I saw, and mm-hmm. I, I heard, I'm sorry, and the fans mm-hmm. reacting in a positive way. Um, right now, for him, keep him out of title picture. And he, he's that type of superstar that doesn't have to have a title, I feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's at that level. Um, and putting him in a match with Elias, let me remind you, Elias' last singles competition on a pay-per-view, was with Seth Rollins last year for the IC title. <laughs> yeah. He has had not one match. <laughs> oh, unless if I'm – yeah, I'm not – I looked back and I don't think I saw one other than that one. So it's good for him. It's good for Roman. It's a good program. You got Shane involved because obviously he's got to stay healed. He's got to do something now that you got, you know, the Miz over on Raw. I mean, you can't really continue that. This is another step to that. So I kind of like that. It's simple to the point, and I like it. And I can't wait to see uh, what these two do. And I, for me, I don't think it's a one-off. I think you might get another match or two out of this.
1: Yeah, you know, and I think it's a perfect timing, too. You get something with TLC that you can set something up with a stipulation match, too. Mm-hmm. That may, And that may even do it, too, if they have a good enough match there where they can, you know, write off in the sunset on this feud. And begin something else with somebody else, then fine. But it has to, you know, it's that old adage. You know, I've always said with WWE booking, it's like throwing it against the wall and seeing if it sticks. You know, and I think that's, I think they're in the, the position now where they can afford to be like, okay, let's write it this way, that way, and see what happens because they have, they have nothing but time. You know, and you know, everybody wants to, say, oh, they got AEW, AEW, like yeah, AEW, they got, but. It you know it's long term you know it's not a sprint you know and it, like I said I may be wrong and AEW may be around for a while but mm-hmm. you know that's a that's a discussion for another time but yeah. well
0: everyone they, with the AEW they, people need to relax they're not gonna as far as competition the only competition they will ever be for now is that they may take some of their talent
1: mm-hmm. and they already Which, have
0: and, and yeah and yeah and they already have yeah exactly. As far as ratings, that's not, even a bit, that's not even part of the game anymore. That was 18 years ago, not so much now. Mm-hmm. With any other way that you can consume wrestling products, TV, is it's good to be on TV, but it's not the most important thing. Rating, mm-hmm. I mean, it's obvious. So, um, yeah, AEW, I will be watching, but I'm not going to be sitting there, oh, WWE's done. They're done. They're done. Mm-hmm. No. If anything, I think it will make them better again because they will have stiff competition. They don't want to lose talent to another organization like that, that has the money to be able to bring in that talent. So, um, and we're seeing good things. And I think that it is a part of that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Um, so yeah, that, that was pretty much it as far as that. So we're going to be looking forward to that matchup money in the bank. Uh, the next thing that happened was the, uh, Finn Balor and match. Well, of course this is the second match. Uh, the first one was the week before, during the Superstar Shakeup, where Andrade pulled off the victory on the Intercontinental Champion. Of course, it was from the distraction of Selena Vega, but nonetheless, he got the victory. Here they are last night, going at it once again. A, a great match between the two. I felt it was the uh, better of the two. Uh, mm-hmm. They seemed more in sync as as opposed to the first time even though that was a great match. This one I thought was better. Uh, But of course, Selena and Andrade didn't seem to be on the same page um, as Selena's interference actually cost Andrade the match. Um, A cost on set up for a coup de grace for the one, two, three. Uh, Real quick,
1: what did you think of that match between them two? I I agree with you 100%. I think this is the better one out of the two that they've had. Uh, These two guys are the type of few that you can have. They can go... They can go to distance. You know, you go back in the day. I Well, it's kind of foreshadowing to our top fives, but, uh, you know, you get the likes of Ric Flair that could do 60-minute matches three times a night. <laughs> you know what I mean? He'd, yeah. he'd, start, he'd start on the West Coast and fly to the East Coast and do three 60-minute draws or what have you or 30-minute matches, whatever. Uh, these are the mm-hmm. kind of guys that, that can do it. They have the endurance. They have the ability. They have the movesets. Uh, and, uh, you know... I really, when I was watching this match, I'm like, I'm trying, I, I could uh, see my see myself seeing Andrade with the IC title around his waist, uh, as that kind of step, as kind of that stepping stone, because mm-hmm. honestly, you know, obviously Finn Balor, you know, he's got, you know, he's first Universal Champion, um, obviously we know what happened with that, uh, and. uh is it going to be over the IC title for these guys' rest of their careers? Sure. Maybe. Why not? But these two guys, you said it about Roman, I believe, is they don't need the title to be over. They're already over now. Yep. Uh, so I think this is one of those feuds where, obviously, where you're going to see it culminate at, uh, if it hasn't been announced, I'm sure it will be soon, is at uh, Money in the Bank. Uh you know, Balor and, uh, uh, and Andrade, but, or I can also see in doing it this way where they'll do it on a SmackDown for the IC title and the loser that doesn't have the title end up in the money in the bank match. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, I, you know, it is what it is, you know, and I think, you know, these guys have great history overseas, yeah. uh, whether it be, you know, with Finn in the uh, in, in, uh, UK and then you have Andrade down in Mexico or or what have you. So, you know, they they don't, you know, they, Andrade obviously doesn't speak English very well. Well, you
0: they, know what, but... I understand it, but you know what, I, I have to admit, I actually liked that little promo you cut.
1: Yeah, yeah you I did not could too. understand
0: it perfectly, but it was enough. It was enough for me. I was like, all right, yeah. I'm sold.
1: I'm good. Well, you know, and these are kind of the guys that, uh, you know, they can, they don't need to have those great promos, even though it's good sometimes. They can let their work in the ring speak for itself. They don't need to, uh, you know, have those, you know, five-star, ten-star, whatever you want to call it, promos like The Rock. Oh, look at Andre the Giant. Exactly. You know, he got over it because he was a giant, obviously, for obvious reasons. But, you know, these guys, they don't need to have it. And, you know, for better – tens of purposes. I don't think Finn going that go down the mic anyways, but he's a fantastic talent and Absolutely. you know, he, he's a, and that's what speaks for yourself. You don't need to you know, be, oh, you got to be good on the mic. Well, yeah, but if you're a good worker, you don't need to. I don't I don't think. I obviously I'm not <laughs> I'm not a booker or a talent or what have you, so it's that old school
0: uh, wrestling mentality that we have that yeah, back in the day you didn't have to be the greatest on the mic. And, but yet, if you weren't, they usually will put someone like Bobby DeBrain-Heenan or the Slickster, mm-hmm. you know, someone that can do the speaker for you. Obviously, the top two in the history, I feel, Bobby DeBrain-Heenan and, of course, Paul Heyman. Um, Yeah, that's why he has Selena Vega. I, I'm i glad they have these type of things because it started to bring managers back into WWE. It's been gone for quite a long time now. I mean, mm-hmm. when was the last time you, you remember that you had, the, like managers and stables and all i, I it's been years and more than 20 i mm-hmm. yeah. miss it i really do miss it and i'm glad they bringing it back and this is an example like why it is good because a situation like this like Andrade, i'm sure he could probably cut a mad promo in espanol but as far as english he, he, he you can see he's trying but that's where you got selena vega that's good on the mic and can do all of the speaking for him yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um Get them Jones in chat for people that are listening to this on podcast form later on. We are live on Mixer, YouTube, Twitch, and Periscope, uh under the name Go Home Wrestling Show. And in chat, uh, Get get 'em Jones said, this is going back to the Shane discussion. Shane had mm-hmm. the best line on the night. What kind of person puts their hands on another man's father?
1: Heel shit. <laughs> no, exactly. But the thing is though, so they were thought that they were gonna do You know when they had that whole Becky thing when she was arrested and all that garbage and you know they thought they were gonna have the whole Austin McMahon thing again with Stephanie and Becky and it's like enough with this crap, people. You know I I'm sick and tired of everybody saying hey I want the Attitude Era back I want this back. It's not going to it doesn't live up. Trust me, I've looked at it. I've looked at it for our show. When you watch something from you know, that attitude era, you know, yeah, it was good at that time. Sometimes it doesn't really live up to it now. No. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So be careful what you wish for because you can't go back.
0: Going on to your point there, a lot of people complain that, oh, the filler matches, the filler matches. At least uh, they, they would say, like, uh, the attitude era didn't have that. Are you kidding me? What was the what was the biker gang against the Los Poliquiz or whatever? Yeah. I mean, what do you think the hard What do you think the hardcore division was? Yeah, I mean, a lot <laughs> of people. Oh, there wasn't filler. Are you kidding me? There was filler back then. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, what you were thinking about was like because how they present the product now compared. You know, they kind of like uh, do away. Thank you, great, uh, great one in Chad. Um, mm-hmm. They they, they kind of ruined the element of surprise, but. When it comes to their presentation, but yeah, I mean, there were solar matches back then, so yeah, I, I totally agree with you on your point there. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, um, obviously, the next question I was gonna ask you is like, obviously, we each of them got one match apiece, uh, they got a victory.
1: Could mm-hmm. we see
0: a third match at Money in the Bank? How would you feel about that? And, um, I mean, well, yeah, that was the question. I'm sorry, no, no, <laughs> no, that's, matter, no I, that's absolutely fine.
1: Yeah. Um, the only I I wouldn't mind seeing another a third and five, it might not even be a final match. We not we don't know. But if it is, there's only one way I want to see it, and that's for the IC title. That's the only way I want to see it because you know it's for me. I don't care either way because I just like the talent and the 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 work that they put out. Yeah. Between the two of them. But you have to think as a whole, I'm not the fans of Pete, that they're aiming for. I'm 35 years old. They don't want a 35-year-old guy watching it. You know, they want the kids. They want the younger generation. Uh, it, obviously, everybody's younger than me, but still. We're um, no, no the same age. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's a short attention span now. Yeah. They want to see the title matches. They want to see this. They want to see that. Fine. They give it to them. You know what I mean? And that's the only way that I think that they're going to get what they want. And I mean, as far as the company, is to make this for the IC title. Hell, even make it a ladder match.
0: I was thinking that, too, because it is money in the bank. But then you got the next pay-per-view. That is the TLC. Oh, no, that's the Extreme Rules. I'm sorry. So, yeah, you probably could use that. I'm sorry. I'm Mm -hmm. mistaken. that. TLC is later on this year. Uh, Mm -hmm. Extreme Rules. But even if you could use that ladder match, but... No, money in the bank. You already got ladders there. and You
1: could put that.
0: Oh, man, I'm just thinking about that right now. And am trying to invent for that for
1: a while. You know, but that. Oh. That's how I would book it. But like I said, that's why they're there and I'm here. And not that I have a problem being here, but it's just a matter of, you know, it's everybody wants to, you know, play Booker. And obviously we do that for our show, but it's just a matter of, you know, you have to think of long term. You, anybody can, anybody can book, you and I can book Raw next, next week right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But can we book for Raw in three months? I doubt it. You know, mm-hmm. for over the next three months, this is what's going to happen on this Raw, this Raw, this SmackDown, what have you. It's difficult. I've tried it, it is nerve wracking. It mm-hmm. really is. And, you know, you got to think long term. You got to think this. You got to think, okay, if this guy gets hurt, what are we going to do if this if this happens? So, uh, obviously, a long-winded answer to that. But the only, like I said, the only way that this can work mm-hmm. for in the fan the, their demographic is if it's for the IC title. That's the only way I think it's going to work. Yep. And
0: again, it could be it. A- it could end in no, like if they don't do a ladder match and it ends in a no contest, they get extended <coughs> for, you know, possible SummerSlam, skip extreme rules. Um, it, it, I feel they, they should do a third match. And, and I get what you're saying as far as the long term booking. I mean, instant gratification, instant gratification, and uh, to appease the fans. And then I, I see the other point is like you don't want to book too far ahead because of injuries and all. Um, yeah, I, I was on the same boat as you because I tried to do that. We were trying to do a bit where we wanted to book far ahead. I mean, you can do your bullet points, but they go week after week. It is a pain in the butt. Um, but it doesn't have to be Smash TV like it was 20 years ago where you would do something and then next week not follow up on that. It's like, okay, well, why do not you on what happened last week? They kind of do it with some things today, but not as much as it was when Russo was in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I... I I want to see it. I'm sure they will announce it because you got one win apiece. The only way to settle it, you break the tie. Um, Gedham Jones said, everything feels, it feels like filler now due to the lack of surprise because the internet. Yeah, That's yeah, a good point there. Uh, Mr. D. Shep says, one guy was the ultimate filler. Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> Jeez. That guy, I just realized he's in his 50s. I thought he was in his 50s years ago.
1: <laughs> it's just New York. It's just New York gimmick. Everybody from New York looks like they're a little bit older. Hell, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm from New York. I look like I'm 60, so and I'm 30, so 35. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm home Philly. We're not too far off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So we'll see what they do. Let's see if they add that match. I mean, it's already a stacked card for what we've mm-hmm. seen so far. Hopefully, we get that announced uh, within the next couple of weeks, leading up to the pay per view. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of the, you know title shots. Charlotte Flair gets another mm. title shot. Uh, Charlotte Flair, yeah. yeah. came out to address the WWE Universe about uh, how Becky was an incredible champion because she didn't pin her for the SmackDown one. So she pinned Ronda for the title. Uh, of course, Becky came out immediately and told Charlotte the rules of winner takes all. Uh, they had a lovely exchange before belly came out. Uh, to challenge uh, Becky for the title and told Charlotte to get in back in the line. Of course, Charlotte had informed Bailey that it was her show, that she gets her shot whenever she wants it. That little change resulted into a one on one competition with the winner facing Becky for the uh, SmackDown Women's title. Of course, we know what happened as Charlotte gets the victory. She will be facing Becky at Money in the Bank. When Becky confirms backstage afterwards that she will face both uh, Lacey Evans for the Raw, Charlotte for the SmackDown. Uh, My first question for you is what are your thoughts on another Becky versus Charlotte match?
1: First and foremost, you know, I'm a Charlotte fan, and like, you know, some people aren't. And you look at it, and the only thing, because I watched it, and a lot of people are complaining about. It. I said, it, I said, okay, so what is this? Becky, B- Becky, and Charlotte eight, and I'm like, and after I, after I tweeted that, I'm like, you know what? Who cares? You know, honestly, do you guys really think that this wasn't gonna happen? And because you knew it was going to happen because of the triple threat. Oh, you knew Becky was going to pin Ronda, and then you're going to have Becky and Charlotte. It was going to happen. That's the way. You could see it come up from a mile away. And if you didn't, mm-hmm. then you don't, you don't know wrestling. You know what I mean? And, you know, I may, they may get heat on me, but I, it doesn't make any difference to me at this point. But, uh, you know, on SmackDown, the women's division is very stacked. Uh, now, ap- after this um, the shakeup, uh, so I was surprised that they were doing it again. Personally, I would have seen, liked to see, you know, somebody else in there. But like I said pri- previously on this show was you got to think long term. Mm-hmm. You got to think, OK, you're not going to see an end. You're not going to see the end of this. Until you see Becky beat Charlotte. And I think that's what what they're going for. I really do.
0: Yeah, that that's how I feel too. And yeah, the key word, long term, <coughs> continuity. I mean, obviously, she didn't pin Charlotte. Charlotte wants to be, you know, one last time. This is probably going to be the final payoff. Um, the, A lot of speculation is that Lacey might actually win the title. She might retain the title on SmackDown. And then, boom, there you got it. You got the Raw, you know, with Lacey on top. Becky on top on SmackDown. Or there's been speculation that both titles would be lost. Uh well, she might pull Lance Storm. Let's well, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> but uh most importantly, yeah, you have to get that final payoff. And it, it, it's that what if scenario if you don't continue with that. Mm-hmm. Um because she did pin Ronda. She didn't pin Charlotte. Charlotte lost her title because you know, Becky pinned Rhonda. it's it's simple, you get the payoff, you're going to get those opportunities for the other women on that division to get that shot at the title, you just need to get that final payoff, and and people just need to sit back and, you know what, let's see this match, you know Charlotte's going to put on a hell of a show, to me, is the top woman wrestler on the roster, that's my opinion, Mm -hmm. and you got Becky, that's the most over-wrestler on the women's division, so... let's see one more good classic and you're going to see barely involved. You're going to see everyone else in the women's division involved. Let them have that one more match and you will be surprised how good that match will be. So I'm with you on that. You got to have that one final match just to end it all. And that's the end of the storyline. And we'll see where they go from there.
1: Well, you said Becky is the most over. I, the only thing I'll say to add to that is I think Charlotte is, you know, she's over, not, not as much as Becky, but she's very, very close for opposite reasons because nobody wants to see her. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I will say to that, and, and Charlotte's came out and said it too, whether it be, a you know, a shoot or a work or whatever, is you're telling me that if your boss says, hey, I'm going to give you a raise, you're not going to take it? Obviously, transferring that to the wrestling talk you're telling me that if I don't get a title, if, I, if my boss gives me a title match, I'm not going to take it? Of course you are. So, you know, obviously that's, you know, the whole storyline and all. But, you know, you got to look at it that way. You got to believe in that storyline. And that's where they're going with that is they're handing everything to Charlotte because of her last name. You know, of who her father is. Oh, and it's the heat, yeah. And she loves it, like when they boo, like you see
0: her, she takes it in. It's like yes, mm-hmm. yes. Well, she gets that she gets that
1: smirk and all that yep. stuff, and that's absolutely, and that's that's how her father was. Yep,
0: and, you know what I mean. And two people that always were, like you could tell, both of them were uncomfortable when they were faces. When mm-hmm. Rich Flyer was a face, you could see he just wasn't, he wasn't comfortable with that. And you saw it with Charlotte last year, you know. And then when she turned heel, I was like, good, that's where she should be. Keep her there. And we're going to be talking about another person in a moment that should remain heel and never be faced ever again. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, she's another, like, just like her father. Yep. She never be faced. Always be heel. Uh, she tells, uh, <laughs> Mr. D. Shep, D. Shep says, uh, she tells Amas to boo her when they, f- oh, fuck. Oh, jeez! <laughs> 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 Jesus, man. Come on. And Get'em Jones says they uh, they say she pinned Ronda, laugh out loud yes the referee screwed up but it, it was a mess up then it was a botch finish let it go it happened
1: yeah it's and, over just let it go yeah if days. it was
0: too choreographed it, it would just it it would take away from it you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. things happen mistakes happen uh, she gets boo and she goes woo yep pretty much. That, that, okay, so let, let, let all
1: those innuendos come in. Let's go. Come on, just bring it.
0: Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, overall, um, I got one last question for you before we go on to the last thing that we're going to discuss on SmackDown. Do you see Becky walking out with both
1: titles? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that they are trying to make her they're gonna soak her for everything that she has, or bleed. Excuse me, bleed her for everything she has because they want the money out of it. They're looking at her and they see dollar signs, and rightfully so. And you know, I really think that she, that's a, that's what it's what best for business. I keep on saying that, yep. and you know, whether it happens or not, do I see it going the other way? Yeah, but I. I would book it where you know you want for her to be the most dominant woman, wrest- women's wrestler right now. Then have her beat Charlotte Flair and walk away with both titles. That's the only way you're going to make her be that dominant force currently in the company.
0: I'm with you on that, but this is creative, WWE creative, <laughs>
1: right? Oh no,
0: no, I get no, I get
1: that, but that's you know. It may be, I also, yeah, but I can also see different scenarios where I have, I see him doing some sort of shoddy finish, screwy finish where no, nobody wins. So, you know, and have it prolong even more. So I see it all across the board, unfortunately.
0: All right. Well, eh, my feelings are Lacey Evans is a guy going to win the title. I think it's going to be like that General Mahal moment. Mm-hmm. Where she comes in ahead of everyone and gets that shot right away and boom, gets the title. I, I don't know why I'm feeling that. I know she's going to retain against Charlotte. That's obvious.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I just don't feel she's walking out with the Raw Women's title. I don't know. <laughs> I I really would want to see her because yeah, like you said, it, it would make her a strong force if she was to walk out with both titles. But
1: mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I, we'll see, right? I, you know I, i've been I've been surprised before, mm-hmm. and you, you never know. And you know, and that's. What they, I think they want to aim at is you never, you, you don't know what's going to happen. So that's why they're doing this is for you, everybody to tune in on the, on the, for the pay per view and watch it. That's what they want. You're playing into their hands. You know what I mean? If you say, I'm not going to watch it, then don't watch it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I'm not going to watch it, but what are you doing? Yeah, you're watching it. So, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. I see there. Al, Mr. D ship in chat, uh, chat. He did say this, and I'm going to address this real quick, because he he happened to be a part of the bit. Jinder Mahal, we were talking about how Andrade was put back over to SmackDown because uh, Fox wanted more Hispanic presence on the product, uh, because uh, Fox Sports Deportes and all that. So he Mm -hmm. was able to cross-promote with that channel. Um, Mm -hmm. And he made a joke that, yeah, to get Indian flair to Fox, they were going to put Jinder Mahal in SmackDown. And what did we see last night? Jinder Mahal's on SmackDown. Yep. So good call, d again. He makes jokes, but they actually he actually turn up to
1: actually Whether he meant it to be true or not, he'll probably say, that, hey, that's what I meant to say.
0: <laughs> oh, that's, that's what he does. He jokes, about, he jokes about it, and then about a month later it happens. It's
1: like, what the Told hell? you. <laughs> hey, it works. Why not? Yeah, exactly.
0: All right, well. Joke about the lottery numbers. I don't have to work anymore. All right, let's move
1: along. (laughs) Yeah, so side of my way, too. We'll split
0: it. Yo, there we go. I'm down. Anything will help. (coughs) Main event of the evening. You had Kofi Kingston in his first singles competition since WrestleMania, going up against the artist, Shinsuke Nakamura. And, of course, it was a great match between the two. Uh, The artist did have the uh, upper hand for a good portion of the match, but the champ also got some good offense on uh, Shinsuke. At the end, Nakamura was setting up for a Kinshasa when Kofi countered with a Trouble in Paradise. But before he was able to get the pin, Rusev came in to save his partner, ending the match in a DQ. Uh, This, course, started melee between the New Day, Rusev, and Nakamura. Uh, At one point, Kofi saves KO from being attacked, and his reward was a super kick to the champion. KO went on an assault on both members of New Day to end the show. I got to say this for D Shep. You got your Jinder Mahal prediction. I told you so about KO. <laughs> I've been saying that since that moment. I was like, I know Man. he's going to turn immediately. I read it. Well, we know. We're going to see your face for a bit. No, it's not happening.
1: Mm. So, you know, I, I would have thought it would last a little to the pay per view cost in the title, but, you know, I'm happy they did it now. First question, what did you think of the match though? I I thought it was fantastic to see Shinsuke on the main event after this so far. Yeah, no. You know, you know, granted obviously he didn't win, obviously, but uh it was great to see him on a main on the main event of a Smackdown. Uh obviously hopefully we'll see it going forward. I doubt it, but you know, you can always hope. But overall, the match I liked it. You know, I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was what it was, and you know, it set set, obviously it set something else up with KO turning. But uh, you know, I I, it definitely did serve a purpose.
0: Yep, I I love the match. It was a great match between the two, and obviously Nakamura hasn't really done anything since the AJ feud. Yeah, they Mm -hmm. teamed them up with Rusev, and these were two guys that were in creative limbo. Now, he was put in a match with the champion. It was a great match. Of course, it ended in DQ, but it obviously, yeah, was the setup for the turn. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, D Shep says, Big O, R.I.P. 4 nine nineteen to four twenty three nineteen. Yeah, I didn't know. I knew for sure that wasn't lasting long. To me, Kevin Owens, they needed more credible heels, and that's why I mm-hmm. thought McIntyre was going to SmackDown. I really felt that way. Um... Obviously, that didn't happen, but they still needed that credible heel. Who better than KO? And <clears throat> when I knew that none of these people, none of the big heels were coming over, I was like, now he's turning. I know for a fact he's turning. And and it happened, and I think it, it was beautifully done. And obviously, the payoff, you're going to see a match between them two <clears throat> at Money in the Bank. I, I That's the only way you could see it going. If not, creative of SmackDown should put, be put behind the shed and say, um, count to three, and boom, okay? Because if you don't follow up after something like that, uh, I don't know what to say.
1: You go vote for TNA.
0: Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's the best way, yeah. Um, also, it, to me, I think it would be great, the first credible opponent for Kofi is Kevin Owens. And if they mm. put on a great match, what a great way! Even if we was to come out on top, which I think you probably will, um, that's the way you capitalize off of that moment at WrestleMania, and that's what we discussed yesterday on the show. They have mm-hmm. to capitalize from what happened at WrestleMania. I felt they did last night. That was the first
1: step mm-hmm. to that. And who and who better than two Northeast guys? Yep, absolutely. You know, because obviously with Kofi being he's out of uh, he was out of Massachusetts, he trained over Massachusetts, and then uh, obviously KO's up from. Uh, Montreal, Quebec area. So, absolutely, great one says, don't put that on Impact. Leave them alone. Laugh out loud. (laughs) I'll put anything I want in Impact. You know, actually, you know what? Impact. I said TNA. You know, Impact. Impact. They're doing fine the way they're going. So be it. You know, that's the old, the old Impact. The old, you know, go to TNA. Yep.
0: The Nashville in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of Toronto-based. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're doing a great job up there. Um. Okay. Well, we discussed everything about SmackDown Live. <clears throat> now this is the portion of the show. The conclusion, where we rate the show altogether from 1 to 5. I'll give it to you. You started off. What would you rate SmackDown Live from 1 to 5?
1: Uh, I will say it's going to be a... Let's say a f- three and three quarters. Ooh. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be, I'll be that
0: guy. <laughs> oh no, that's fine. That's fine. We've had those. Um, overall, I'm with D. Shep. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a four. It didn't. I mean, it. It wasn't as good as Raw, but it was yeah. good. It was good. Um, and it was a good, decent show to follow up Raw. I mean, but this week I felt Raw shined more yeah. than SmackDown. And give it time, people are speckling online like, oh. You know, this show's going to Fox, and they're going to bury this show. No, they're not, okay? Give mm-hmm. it time. There was a reason why they were swept in Survivor Series last year, because it's going to turn around this year, because it's going to have more eyes on SmackDown. They're going to
1: focus on SmackDown for a while,
0: especially with and, this
1: transition. And the only reason why didn't give it a four, because I, th- I was going between a three and a half and four. I'm like, the only reason why it's not a four is because I saw Shane McMahon too many times on my TV. That's fine.
0: That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. You're your to your opinion. Um, great one says, damn, I'm agreeing with D Shep. Hell is fro- freezing over. I know. I'm surprised. I, oh, I I've been agreeing with D Shep a lot lately. And I I think he's turned to me. I'm going to the dark side. Um, and the Getham Drew and says, EJ, you have to take something off for the women's tag champs being pinned again. Uh right, to address that real quick. I don't know what yeah. doing. I don't know what they're doing with that.
1: They're making it be like the raw tag team tips. They're making yep. if you, it, it, I'll, I'll give you some, I'll give you some tips, everybody. If you want to watch good te- tag team wrestling, watch New yep. Japan. Yep. <laughs> it's simple. You're not gonna get that. They're not. Tag team wrestling is obsolete right now in WWE. I, I hate saying that because I'm a huge tag team wrestling fan. I always have been, and. They are concentrating on their women's division. And right, like I said, rightfully so. I'm not discrediting anything that they're doing. But the tag team division is the last thing on their mind right now.
0: Yep. Yeah, and it's a sin because you got the Crockett Cup coming up Sun Saturday. Yeah. I'm a big fan of it. I'm gonna be watching that, of course. Um yeah, it, it it's a sin that they're burying that titles already. It was prestigious. It was you know, a new age for the women's division having the tag team titles and right away you got the champs being pinned week after week show after show Mm -hmm. in singles competition or tag competition it's not good you're killing the title and Mm -hmm. uh, that's all i'm going to say about that because then i'll start getting angry and i'm going to need Jimmy mahal to center me again like yesterday um (laughs) all right so yeah you give it a 3.75 i give it a four um pretty good show now we covered Raw yesterday. We covered SmackDown today. Now it's time for the list. Our version of the WWE Power Rankings. Uh, you said you made a list as well this
1: week. I I did. Okay, you're the guest. Go go ahead, you first. Awesome. You might go right through the five and do one by one.
0: I'll go five one.
1: Okay, so my number five is Bailey. Uh, strictly because – I'll give a little synopsis of each one, if you don't mind. Uh, Just because we haven't seen this side of Bayley recently. Mm -hmm. I think she she is taking that step above Sasha Banks right now. Yeah. And what she has lacked for in-ring ability, she's making up for on the mic. And we saw that, yes, last night on SmackDown. Uh, My number four is uh, Phineas J. Balor. uh, (laughs) Just strictly because he is going to be that face of SmackDown. He really is. You say a lot of times, oh, it's going to be Roman. Yeah, but Roman's going to be the heavyweight. You know, Who's going to be that mid? I hate saying the IC's mid card, but he's basically going to be that mid card guy. Yeah, upper mid-card guy. He's going to have those great matches. He's going to mm-hmm. be on this list every week. I guarantee you that. He's a, mom, uh, he's a worker. Exactly. Uh, number three is going to be the uh, new bounty man, Robert Roode. Oh. Uh, <laughs> with his fantastic mustache. Mm-hmm. Uh Strictly because I've said this since he came over in NXT, he needs to be a heel. He is the same as Kevin Owens. Yep. He has to be a heel all the time. Absolutely. He is that smarky SOB that you just hate. Mm-hmm. A la ravishing Rick Rude. Bada bing, bada boom. Uh number two, uh Charlotte. Okay. Is strictly because she is the best women's wrestler in the world. If anybody wants to at me feel free. My handle is Krasinski RJ. Feel free to DM me and give me your argument. <laughs> I, I I have yet to, you know, with the likes of Tessa Blanchard, that's the only one that has come close. That's the only one that has even remotely come close. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then number one, you can't say anything more than this. KO. It's KO time. Oh yeah. I, and I, and everybody knows, you know, what I'm going to say, so I'm not going to even bother saying it. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Well, one thing i got to say, DeShep, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. <laughs> Baron Corbin. He is a great heel, great talent. There we go. I'm sorry. That's just a continuation from yesterday. Continuity with our storylines here.
1: To go to the <laughs> All right.
0: Um, here we go. Number five for me. Obviously, yeah, he... He mentioned him, the man with the stash, Robert Roode. Great victory in his reboot match. (laughs) Overall, I can't wait to see what they do with this. This is going to be awesome. I'm excited. He should be a heel. It should have been that way the whole time. Now we're going to see what he is truly made of. He's my number five. Number four, Finn Balor getting that great victory on Andrade Cien Amos. I'm not saying just Andrade. Andrade Cien Amos. And incredible match, good victory, he's number four for me, number three, Charlotte Flair, the queen, yes, in another good exchange with Becky, more, it was a lot better than their usual, you know, back and forth, this one was good, of course, Bailey got involved, they got in the match, she got the victory, facing Becky for the title at Money in the Bank, she's my number three, number two, is the man should, that should always be heel, Kevin Owens, obviously, Yes, he wasn't in a match, but name anything bigger than that moment when he turned on New Day and now is heel yet again. Number two. Now, people, you may get upset, but my number one's AJ Styles. I mean, the guy won a triple threat match and then beat Baron Corbin, a great heel and great wrestler, to go on to face Seth Rollins for the Universal title at money in the bank. So that is my number one this week for the list. All right. I'm sure uh, D-Shep would be texting me like with his uh, <laughs> complaints about my list. Actually, recently, we actually kind of agreed on our list. That's what I'm saying. We are opposites, but it's weird when we actually agree on things. So I guess
1: that's that's it's good. <laughs> par, par for the course.
0: Yeah, pretty much. All right. Now, here's our special segment to end the show. Um, We're going to be having, we're booking guests uh, for the future. And this bit was something we came up with an idea deal with about a couple months ago. And we thought this would be the best way to get, you know, anyone that we're interviewing to get their influences. Because everyone has these matches that they love, that top ten matches. These matches made you a fan. So... I, we came up with a bit where we create a five-match card of our five best, our five favorite wrestling matches of all time. And here's the thing. Here's the kicker: you couldn't repeat the title. You couldn't repeat the wrestler. And since we, I had our guest, uh, our guest uh, give us his top five or his power rankings first.
1: You may proceed and give us your card, your five matches. All right. So you know. A lot of the times, you know, you want to start a pay-per-view hot. I'm going to start hot. I'm going to start with the uh, TLC match from WrestleMania fifth, or 17. Excuse oh, me. Oh, TLC too. Oh. Uh, because, simply, this was... These five matches, I, can't, I hate to put them in, a, in, in, in one through five because all these four are my four favorite matches of all time. Uh, just strictly because this was the last time we saw these six men ta- as a tag team legitimately because yeah. after this we saw Edge and Christian break up then we saw Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy break up then we saw the Dudleys so this is the last time when we saw a legitimate you know good tag team wrestling and that was how long ago so that was absolutely mind blowing that how far how long ago it was 17 that you know years. Yeah, that it was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, um, so yeah, that was just it was just mind blowing to figure out this to realize. God, that makes me feel old right now too. Um, so, my fourth match is going to be. I have a couple WCW matches, and this is going to be one of them. Is Eddie Guerrero of Rey Mysterio from Halloween Havoc '97 when? You know, nowadays you have 205 Live. Every single, I guarantee you, Every if you go to any of those guys on there right now or any type of cruiserweight wrestler, what match inspired you? I guarantee you, I'd say 80 to 90% of them will say Eddie Guerrero, Ray, Ray Mysterio, Halloween Havoc, 97, just because, oh, it's a spot. Yeah, these are two of the most athletic mm-hmm. wrestlers of all time, mm-hmm. if not the most athletic. Um, best cruiserweights quote unquote, because this is when Eddie was a little bit lighter. Uh, and obviously Ray Mysterio is probably the best cruiserweight of all time bar none. Uh, and if, if anybody came to me and said, what match, I'm not a wrestling fan. What match do you want me to watch? This is it. Absolutely. When you watch this match, you are absolutely hooked. Uh, and any one of these matches on here, you're going to be hooked if you watch it. So uh, that's my number four. Uh, uh, number three, you know, I hate, <laughs> I really, really did not want to put this uh, as uh, as number, uh, actually, no, that's not going to work because I already used him somewhere else. That's fine, that's uh, okay. It's okay. <laughs> I just realized that. <laughs> that's um, fine. You know what, I'm going to call an audible. I'll call an audible. Oh, I'm good. Okay. I can't do that. I can't do that either. <laughs> ah. but, wait, I'm really gonna. Uh, Don't worry about it. It's okay. Actually, I'll put this here. I'm gonna have uh, Chris Benoit. I know it's a swear word. Yeah, I know. And Chris Jericho Ooh. from Royal Rumble. I say oh, Royal one. Rumble. Oh one. I remember that. Man. Oh one. Yep. And that was, I believe, for the IC title. Yep. Um and just the fact that anybody can have a great match with chris jericho chris benoit was that head to head over you know you know head and shoulders above the spots you know you get the the lion salt on top of the ladder it's just like that's when Mm -hmm. 2000 2001 was right around when i got back into wrestling and this was one of the first pay-per-views that i watched and I haven't, I haven't looked back since with WWE. Uh, regardless of the booking that they've had, I've never looked back. Uh, so that is, I said that was my number three. That was my number three. My number two is uh, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, WrestleMania 25. This oh will legitimately go down as one of the best wrestling matches of all time if not the best, and I'm talking WCW, WWE, ECW, New Japan, Impact, whatever. Whatever wrestling you watch, this is going to be better than that, I guarantee you. Um, Two two guys, like I said before, two guys that when I said Finn Balor and uh, Andrade, they don't need to have great promos, even though they do. They can let their work in the ring speak for themselves. And and they did that. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, And my number one, uh and you know this, you know, probably not a lot of people will remember, but I have actually gone back and watched it numerous times. Is Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat from the Clash of Champions wow. in 1989? Uh and you go back to the 89, 90, 91, the best feud of all time in those three years, Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat. A lot of people will say, okay, where's Steamboat and Savage. That was where I had to call the Audible folks. <laughs> because, yes, that was a great match, but this match and that series, that trilogy that they had, this is one of that, like I said, with the Eddie and Ray, this, if you go back and watch Class of Champions 89, you will absolutely fall in love with professional wrestling. Um, and I, unfortunately... At this time, I was five years old, so I did not see it live, folks. I've actually gone back and watched it numerous times on the network, and um, I, you know, I, I I probably I will watch it probably at least once a month, no doubt. And just you know, one of those matches that, if any young guys out there that want to watch and getting into the business, whatever. Watch any one of these five matches, and you will, you know, you'll fall in love with the sport, you will fall in love with wrestling, and you'll learn stuff. You absolutely will. Yeah, it is the textbook for a Mm wrestling
0: match psychology, Mm -hmm. everything. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, that is a great card. I actually like that. Now, I'm probably gonna get grilled, but here's the thing. Um, (laughs) and you know what, I'll get into it and I'll explain. Match number one, you got to start off with Money in the Bank, WrestleMania 21. Okay, this started a whole trend that is now an upcoming pay per view. It started off as a match at WrestleMania for a bunch of mid carders to have a chance to, you know, to give them that little push towards the world title. To so now, it's a pay per view where not only the men compete but the women compete. So it started something back in 2005 that is still around in 2019. Think of anything else during that time with ideas. That started about that time. That's still around today. Mm -hmm. Not many. Not many. And yes. Gavin Jones. Jericho's idea. Yes. I was going to get to that. It was Chris Jericho's uh, idea. And here we are. 2019. We're still doing it. We're still witnessing that every year. And it's awesome. That's my match number one. Match number two is. I always said I was a fan of tag team wrestling. And I'm not only saying this because I was there at SummerSlam 1990. But. The two out of three falls, Hart Foundation, Demolition, talk about psychology, talk about great tag team wrestling, this had it all, this had it all, I'm telling you people, if you have the network, go to SummerSlam90 and watch that match, you will agree with me, it's my by far my favorite tag team match of all time, it was great, and of course, for
1: spoiler,
0: the Hart Foundation wins.
1: Spoil, <laughs>
0: <laughs> spoiler. spoiler.
1: Don't, 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 don't tell that. Come on. <laughs> oh, come
0: on. People should know. <laughs> if you're a true wrestling fan, you would know. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm telling you, people, you got to watch that match. It is awesome. Match number three. Now, this is where I'm probably going to get crap, but D-Shep, when he made his list before, he, uh, he said he couldn't do it today because he was sick. And, Um, obviously it's not going to be looking good for me, but he had the IC title with Steamboat and Savage. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to repeat that. I don't Mm -hmm. want to repeat that. I'm going to come up with another one. When you want to go with psychology, when you want to go with in-readability against a hardcore guy, Mick Foley, Randy Orton, Backlash 04. Mm -hmm. Talk about psychology. Randy Orton got to experience everything that Mick Foley experiences throughout his whole career in one single match. And it was the veteran, the uh, teaching the young guy a lesson, even though at the end, Randy Orton still came out on top. And for the fact that it was for the IC title was something that you'd thought you would never see Mick Foley compete for. <laughs> that was also awesome. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. overall, it was great psychology. It, it, Like, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time watching that match. So if you say uh, Steamboat Savage, yes, I felt that way when I was five years old. I felt the same way in April of 2004. That is my match three. Match four for the WWF Championship, Rock versus Austin, WrestleMania X7. We did a Best of the Best tournament where we voted with the viewers, what, was that a month ago? Uh, The best... Main events of all time. And of course, that one won. Um, yes, the package leading up to the match was great. The match was awesome. The turn was good for the moment. Long term, it wasn't after all. But overall, it had it all. And I'll tell you, I don't think anything could compete as far as main event like that for the title. It could compete with two of the top guys during that attitude era going into, you know, post, uh, you know, Monday Night Wars. Then The Rock in Austin. That was a great match. That's my number four. And then the main event, this is where we're going to repeat. That's fine. Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 25 in Houston. I'm telling you right now, I've always been an HBK fan. Since the moment he threw Marty Gennetti. Oh, I'm sorry. When Marty Gennetti cowardly tried to escape the barbershop window. I've been a fan of HBK. I've been a fan of heels since then. I've always been a heel guy. When I did back at wrestling, I was a heel guy. That was me. I couldn't be babyface. I didn't like it. That's not me. But even though now I'm kind of more of a face on this show, but that's okay. Uh, But I've always been a fan of HBK. I always loved the character of The Undertaker. I I always loved what he was able to do. And for a man that at his age, going up against Shawn Michaels, they were both in their 40s, and they put on a match of a lifetime. For Again, two guys, like you said, Name any match in any promotion. You probably can't compete to that, right? Mm -hmm. These guys were in the mid forties when they pulled this off. Mid forties doing that kind of match, and to me, I don't think anything you can. So that's my main event. Mm -hmm. That is my main event. Um, There we go. And so that's you. We got your card. I love your card. Mine. I wish I would have switched a couple things, but overall, I do like this. and, of course, we'll get these chefs when he comes back uh, next week. I know I'm going to get cream for the first ladder match. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to get cream for, you know, a couple of things. Uh, not putting Steamboat. But, again, I didn't want to repeat. That's the reason. I was thinking of another IC title match that I felt it connected to mm-hmm. just as much as that one. All right. Well, that is the end of the show, everyone. Um, before
1: we get off, uh, RJ,
0: please pull yes, away, my friend. All right. Well,
1: I appreciate you having me on. And, yep. uh, you know, you can, uh, find, uh, myself on, uh, on Twitter at Krasinski RJ. Uh, you can find, uh, our, uh, our show revisions booking, uh, on Twitter at Revisionist book. Um, if you, like I said, if you follow, follow that page, you'll get both myself and Michael Berry, my co uh, our handles there. Uh, you can follow us. We are now, uh, we'll find solo. We took, uh, we've been on a network the last couple, uh, last couple uh seasons i guess you could say mm-hmm. and uh we said you know what let's uh you know a little more creative uh creative freedom mm-hmm. and uh we jumped uh over we had our second episode uh excuse me our third episode excuse me our third total episode we've had a bonus show uh that i did uh, we had an interview with uh conrad thompson um okay. uh, uh no, last week yeah it's it's up there we are uh all your major podcasting platforms anything that you think of we are on we're on iTunes Google Play sound or sushi iTunes Google Play Spotify uh, I gotta look at the thing uh, we are on stitcher? Anchor, we are uh, not on stitcher yet oh no uh, okay no so uh, like I said if you have any one of those uh, any one of those uh, platforms we are definitely on it I'll give you a Google Play, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, iTunes. Uh, So like I said, if anybody, I think nowadays everybody, you know, either has one or the other, whether it's Google Play or Spotify or or iTunes or what have you. So definitely give us a follow, give us a review. We appreciate uh, 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 everything that, uh, you know, you guys do for us as far as tuning in. And uh, we just dropped a show today with – Mr. Warren Hayes, the uh, next Prime Minister of Ontario, Canada. Uh, <laughs> not really, but I made sure to make that a point. Uh, but uh, we drop episodes every Wednesday, so if you subscribe, uh, like I said, on those platforms, uh, those tend to uh, those will drop uh, sometime on uh, on Wednesday. So, uh, is that spring next... stampede? Uh, the, the one that dropped today. Yeah, uh, spring stampede ninety seven. 97, okay. So that was yeah, that was fun. That was we tried to we tried to keep it fun. We tried to uh, you know rebook it in ways that we think would work. Uh, you know, for that time period, we're not obviously we're frustrating. We know what happens in the future, so we try not to let that uh, let that affect us. But uh, you know, it's it, it's a fun show. It's a fun concept that we came up with. I pitched it to Michael, and he he liked it, and we've been uh, we've been running with it since. So. Uh, we're looking to do, uh, we're sitting down, we're scheduled to sit down with, uh, Anthony Suter from, uh, Smart to Death on Friday night. We're going to be going over, uh, uh, WCW Slamboree from 1998. Um, so we're looking forward to that. You know, we've, we've, did, we did a lot of WWE stuff and, uh, you know, kind of, you know, switch things up and, uh, go over WCW. Um, like we talked about before, I grew up a WCW and WWE guy, so, uh, not so much ECW, but every once in a while we'll throw a, a special in there. We'll do an ECW show just for the heck of it, trying to mix yep. it up a little bit. So, <laughs> but no, that's how you guys can get a hold of us. We appreciate all the all the support. Um, you can go over to uh, revisionersbooking.com forward slash store and uh, check out our what for apparel store. We got great uh, shirts over there as well. So uh, we're looking to uh, we're working on some new shirts with our new logo. Uh, but, uh, you know, we still got a few shirts over there. Uh, the Golden Voice shirt, we have the A for Effort shirt, and, uh, you know, the Magical Voice shirt. So we got a couple of shirts over there that, uh, you know, gimmick shirts, so to speak.
0: All right. Oh, well, again, thank you for coming on. Um, again, <laughs> give these guys a follow. Make sure you go to Revisionist Booking on any podcast uh, platform that you listen to podcasts on. I'll tell you, it's a great listen. <clears throat> the listen, the way they rebook uh Complete shows, not just a match, complete shows. It's awesome. Um, All right. um, Real quick, I'll give our plugs away. Uh, For people that are watching, if you can't catch us on either Tuesday when we cover Raw, Wednesday when we cover SmackDown, uh, you can watch us on Google, uh, listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, and new Podbean. Uh, So we're on that platform as well. People that are listening to us on podcast form right now, you can catch us live and chat with us about Raw and SmackDown. Tuesdays and Wednesdays on Twitch, YouTube, Mixer, Periscope, under the name Go Home Wrestling Show. Of course, I'm under Go Home Wrestling on Twitter. D-Shep, my co-host uh, that couldn't make it today, he's under D-Shep 1979. Um, yeah, uh, thank you, D-Shep. He says, great show, fellas. Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Thank you. I almost didn't miss D Shep. He's
1: sick. Uh, he can't help it.
0: Well, we do appreciate it, everyone, uh, that came in today. It was very active in chat. Thank you so much. And the podcast uh, will be out later on. Um, if you uh, didn't catch everything, we'll have the podcast out later on today. There was a uh, technical issue as far as yesterday's. So we're going to release Raw and SmackDown today. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on the Go Home Wrestling Show. Thank you again, RJ, for coming on.
1: Anytime. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah.